Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 222 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And since I got sober in 2006, I've dedicated my whole life to a journey of learning and personal development. Every Wednesday, I release a new episode of the podcast talking about exactly that. We talk about building self-esteem, coping skills, emotional intelligence, relationships, and everything we deal with in life. And the common theme under all of that is the art of coping, adapting, and creating change in your life. Whether you're getting sober, going through a breakup, or you just look at yourself in the mirror one day and recognize it's time to make some changes because you aren't feeling great about who you are or how you're treating people. You have to have stellar coping skills, the ability to adapt, and the ability to change when you've gotten stuck in some habits that just don't serve you. This is also what we're doing in Dry July this month. If you haven't signed up, get signed up, addictionunlimited.com forward slash Dry July. And I'm doing this entirely differently. I wanted a fresh perspective. So for Dry July this year, we're doing 30 days to wellness a small activity every day to support you in following through on things, being mindful of managing your time so you can follow through on things, (laughs) especially when you've made a commitment, and breaking down the resistance when it shows up. We've only done the first week at this point, so please, you are welcome to join anytime, addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July. And to support the journey of Dry July, we're going to talk about foundational skills for this whole month because it's a timeless topic, meaning it doesn't matter if you're 30 minutes sober or 30 years. We all have to work on foundational skills at all times. And I'll also link this in the show notes so you can get there right from your podcast app. Again, addictionunlimited.com forward slash Dry July. And because I see so many people getting discouraged with sobriety and feeling defeated and wanting to give up, I want to share an email I got from a client who is now celebrating, she's over two years sober. And this is pretty fun for me because I just started doing my six-week program in an online-only format a little over two years ago. And now I have all of these students celebrating two years and sharing their journey in the Facebook group. And it's just incredible. And the thing is, I want everyone to know that it's possible. No matter how many times you've tried before, you can get to real successful sobriety. And this is what Lynn had to say. And yes, she gave me permission to use her name and her words. (laughs) She says, being an alcoholic can feel like an incredibly lonely journey 
Friends and family can be confused about how to support you, and it can often feel like the problems are yours and yours alone. Doubts and fears creep up constantly, and you begin to wonder if there's anyone who can help you, and is it all even worth it? When I discovered Angela's coaching and started doing individual sessions with her, I began to understand that what I was experiencing on my recovery path was, well, totally normal. I didn't have a flashing sign on my forehead that said sober weirdo, and the work I'm doing is important. Since committing to this work with Angela, I've become more comfortable just being who I am unapologetically. I love what I've learned, and I know that the progress I've made really does make a difference, especially to my friends and family. Angela is so relatable, and her sense of humor and acceptance is inspiring, so I never fail to show up for my sessions, ready to listen and work. I always feel better, more connected to my life, with clarity and energy after every call. Sobriety should be fun, not a bore, and Angela's guidance always steers you towards seeking the joy in your recovery and valuing yourself no matter how you do your recovery. Yes, I'm so proud of her. And she's really feeling the rewards of being sober, right? And having that sense of freedom and really just feeling good again. And I'll be honest with you guys, when Lynn booked a call with me to talk about doing coaching with me, I wasn't sure she was ready and she totally surprised me. She's just like all my clients, right? We're action takers. She was ready. She booked a call with me, signed up, and started immediately, and it was awesome. And you can book a call with me, too, if you're looking at doing private coaching with me, and I'll link that in the show notes for you also. And I'm thrilled to be an action taker right by your side. Like, you're not alone in this, and that's part of why we have this podcast and the Facebook group, right? I don't ever want you to feel like you're alone in this. There are so many of us going through this stuff, and it's so much easier when we share our experience and our journey and our victories. Now, let's jump into this topic today. Speaking of being an action taker, let's get into some of the specifics about what it takes to be successful in sobriety. I know you want a lifestyle you enjoy. You want to be engaged in your life. We all want less anxiety. (laughs) We want to be confident in who we are, right? So how the heck do you pull that off? We're going to talk about some key elements that are non-negotiable. And remember, all of this is an inside job, meaning it takes place inside of you, within yourself. Your conversations with yourself, the committee, the messages you're sending to yourself, the stories you're telling yourself, it's all within you. And there's good news with that and bad news with that. The good news is it's totally in your control. You, your thoughts, your actions, that's all within your control. Those are all your choices to make. You've totally got this. The bad news is there's no one to blame but you. (laughs) You are your own CEO. You make your decisions. You take action or choose not to take action. It's all on you. Having a partner or family that doesn't understand addiction is not what makes you drink. You can feel alone and left out and misunderstood, 
all of those feelings may be a result of your family or partner not understanding, but it doesn't make you drink. You decide to drink. You decide to go to the liquor store. You decide to lift the glass or the bottle to your mouth. Your job or your boss you don't like doesn't make you drink. Pushes some buttons. It stirs up some feelings. But you have a choice to learn to deal with those feelings and start to understand them, learn how to cope with them, or you have a choice to drink. I know you get this. Sometimes it's hard to hear, but it's the truth. I am my responsibility. You are your responsibility. And a number one most important non-negotiable of my everyday is making sure my mindset is in the right place. This is why I made the whole Mindset Makeover email series. It just gives you the tools to start doing that work and understand the importance of it. Your mindset is huge. You hear me say this all the time. If you want to feel better and do better, you have to take action. And one of the easiest and best ways to start taking action is working on that inner dialogue you're having with the committee all day long and make it work in your favor. Make that inner dialogue more positive. You need to feed the committee good, healthy, strong messages so it will start to shift from attacking you all the time to encouraging you. And it takes practice. It takes practice to develop the practice. (laughs) That means you have to get started. And I'm the same way, you guys. I struggle with all the same stuff you struggle with. All decide I'm doing something, I'll be really good at it for a minute, totally on top of my game, and then bam, I'll have a day that I didn't plan well, I'll get behind on things because I don't have my shit together, and the first thing that goes out the window is that thing I was so committed to. I do this with my meal plan at least 275 times a month, okay? (laughs) That's probably an exaggeration, but you get my point. It requires planning, I sit down, plan out my meals and snacks for several days, order my groceries so I have everything I need, and then I have to make the stuff, right? But it's all here. I just have to plan it out. And I get really frustrated with the process. I don't want to do it sometimes. I don't feel like it. I just want the food to be there without me having to think about it. And I only follow through on my planning about 50% of the time. And that has taken me a long time. (laughs) To even get to 50% has taken me a long time and a lot of practice, a lot of trial and error. So here's the mindset part. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time beating myself up for it. Who cares? I don't want to be stuck in the problem. Instead, I get into solutions. If I'm struggling with something, I'm just struggling with it. I don't care. I mean, I could figure out why later or whatever. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to dwell on what's wrong with me. Why am I not following through? Why is this happening? I'm such a terrible person. I'm lazy. I'm inadequate. I'm whatever. I'm not going into all that. I'm just going to get in the solution and be like, okay, this is where I am right now. These are my struggles. These are the things I'm not strongest in. And I got to figure out a way to work around it. So about a month ago, I realized I was really falling off my meal plan because I was too frustrated and I was getting mad and I was only doing it 25% of the time. And for me, it's important that I eat pretty well because I want to feel good and have good energy. So I had to adjust my plan. I had to go to prepared meals that are already done for me. So all I have to do is heat it up and eat. 
then I can just move the F on with my life because I get so mad when food takes up so much energy and thought. It really pisses me off. Just give me some food and leave me alone. You know, and that's how I will end up at the drive through, which is really not what I want. So, prepared meals, that's just what I need right now. And in making that decision, I had to get okay with sacrificing some other things like super clean eating. Because when food is made somewhere else and then coming to me, it's going to have some additives. There are going to be some preservatives. It doesn't matter. If it's frozen, if it's vacuum packed, it doesn't matter. There are going to be some additives for safety, right? But don't let your mind keep you stuck in the problem. Take a minute with your inner dialogue and you tell it how things are going to go. And I'm sharing all this stuff, my personal experience with you, so you understand that no one is perfect at this stuff. There are other things I do great, like not drinking. I happen to be really good at that one. My podcast, my daily mindset practice, I'm killing it at those things. And there are plenty of other things that I fail at constantly. Now, I don't mind failing. I don't get all tripped up about screwing something up because That's how I learn most of what I know (laughs) is from screwing things up. So failure, it does not bother me. I don't mind failing. It's just a part of living. The important thing is what you do after you fail. And trust me, I go through this no less than 10 times a week in various areas of my life, trying various things. I will readjust, work on my mindset to get it stronger, and I'll try again. That doesn't always mean try the same thing over and over. Sometimes it does, but not always. But if I don't get my mindset right and understand all the moving parts to the commitment, then I won't be able to follow through appropriately and be successful at whatever the thing is. The next major issue is when you say you're committed to, say, sobriety, when you say you're committed to sobriety, but you're only committed until you get too uncomfortable. This is where understanding all the moving parts and planning ahead will make all the difference too. If you get caught in a moment that you are not prepared for, you will find yourself in fight, flight, or freeze mode. You'll get overwhelmed and freaked out in a split second because you have no idea what to do, what to say, how to handle it. Like, if you know you struggle with boredom, then I strongly suggest you do something to make sure you don't get bored. Create a list of a hundred things you can do to overcome boredom. Instead of waiting until you're in the moment bored, which will then trigger fear and anxiety, and you have no solutions because you didn't plan for your success or create resources to support your commitment. Don't wait until you're in the moment and bored. If you know that this is a common struggle for you, do something in advance to conquer it. The beauty is it doesn't even take any energy to create a list of things to spend a few minutes on Google, Google a hundred ways to overcome boredom. Google will do all the work for you. If you know you struggle with anxiety or negative thoughts or loneliness, or you isolate, then do things in advance to counteract those issues. 
If you're lonely, reach out to some of your friends and family and schedule a few coffee or lunch dates for the month. Or schedule to meet a friend at a meeting or take a walk or go to a museum. If you want or need new friends, then go make them. People are not going to show up at your house, knock on your door, and ask to be your friend. You have to go places and meet the people and say hi to the people if you want to make new friends. I'm not saying it's super easy. I have horrible anxiety and I'm an introvert. I don't want to be out of my apartment for any reason. So I'm not saying it's super easy. I'm saying it takes action and a little bit of energy to get what you want. Google how to overcome anxiety and see all the resources that Google gives you. Hit up YouTube, Amazon for books to learn about whatever thing is nagging you, whether it's anxiety or isolation or loneliness, whatever the thing is. Almost all of us have negative self-talk. We are emotionally immature. We're codependent. Most of us have other compulsions, right? Food, sex, TV, gambling, shopping. All of those are things that you can spend time on the internet learning about. And all the resources you'll find on the internet will start teaching you how to cope with those issues and start to feel better. If you're comfortable in your recovery and you want to set bigger goals, learn about that. If your credit is bad and it stresses you out, then spend some time and start learning how to fix it. There are a million resources and a lot of the things you can do are totally free. If you want to make more money, start looking at ways to make more money. I don't know, clean houses, detail cars, give lessons, painting lessons, photography lessons, guitar lessons, whatever talent you have or trade you know, figure out how to do it. Volunteer. There are thousands of organizations that need volunteers always. Volunteer at a dog shelter. Volunteer at an expo or conference or a gala or fundraiser for an organization that you love. I hope you're really getting the idea that the possibilities are endless. (laughs) The key is to have some options ready before you're in a vulnerable moment. And the last thing I'm going to touch on here is willingness. You have to be willing to do the things that will help you. Do not be the person that rejects every idea and then sits back and goes, I can't figure out why this isn't working. Why isn't it working for me? Why can't I stay sober? Why can't I keep it together? Why are all my relationships bad? Don't be the person that has a problem for every solution that says no to every suggestion or has a reason why nothing will work for you. I get this so much, you guys. I can offer a thousand solutions and I get fed back problems. Well, I tried that before and it didn't really work for me. Well, I don't know if I could do that. Well, I have this back issue or headaches or I have a problem with my feet so I can't walk. Like problem, 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 problem. There are no shortage of problems for sure. I just want you to shift to being solution focused and start getting creative. There are always ways to figure out how to do things and how to make yourself feel better. Don't have a problem for every solution. 
Don't be the yeah, but person. Yeah, but yeah, I know that works for some people, but it won't work for me. Yeah, I've tried that, but it didn't work for me. Whatever your thing is. Yeah, but yeah, but being willing means you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're willing to try other suggestions because your best ideas have not gotten you very far. You're willing to be open-minded because closed-minded and thinking you've got all the answers doesn't work. And finally, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable because life is uncomfortable. Sobriety is no more uncomfortable than many other things we endure, right? We tell ourselves this crazy story that sobriety is so hard and it's too hard and I don't know if I can do it, but that's all BS. I promise you, my recovery has never been as uncomfortable as some of the trauma I've endured. It has never hurt as badly as when I've had my heart broken. It's never felt as bad as losing a pet or as horrible as losing my grandmother or my close friends who have died. My recovery has never felt that bad. It doesn't serve you to tell yourself this story that sobriety is awful or it's too hard. Life is hard. And if my sobriety was awful or so hard or so boring, if sobriety sucked, I wouldn't continue to do it. <laughs> and this is your mindset. That's your choice. You make that choice to sit around and feel awful about it or to be an action taker and make your recovery kick ass. If you sit around obsessing about how hard it is, I imagine it won't feel great. But if you practice thinking about the rewards and taking action to make sure your thoughts are shifting to be more positive, and if you take action to set yourself up and set your life up for success, then you'll know sobriety is not so hard. And as long as you don't have a drink, you have choices. Once you drink, choice is no longer yours until you sober up again. But as long as you don't have a drink, all the choices are yours to make. Okay, my little action takers, get your happy buns over to addictionunlimited.com forward slash dry July and join me for this 30 days to wellness calendar of activities that we're doing. It's so fun. It's so refreshing. No pressure. And I can't wait to see you in there. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.